how I approach anything, any problem in my life, how I approach uh, negative feelings towards my art is to stop and reframe it. You know, to, to bring back to, you know, actually reframing something. Maybe that frame and that mat just didn't work with that piece of art and it didn't highlight the areas that are important. And you just have to stop and try something different, look at it a different way, get a different perspective. This is the Labyrinth and the Thread, conversations about creativity and mental health for, by, and with people who love to create things and have experience navigating mental health. I'm Amelia Aldred, and I'm glad you're listening. Today I'm being joined by Zombie Toast uh, from Chicago, Illinois. Thank you so much for joining us, Zombie. Thank you for inviting me. So I'm just going to start out uh, by asking what you like to create. What do you enjoy creating? I enjoy creating a lot of different things, especially if there's a like a contrast of color involved or or like black and white. Um, I love creating things that are uh, visions from nature, trees, skies. Um, and also, um, when I do sketching, uh, I'm very particularly interested in portraiture um, and also uh, animal um, animal portraiture, I suppose, if that's a thing. I think it's absolutely a thing. What kinds of mediums do you enjoy creating with? Um, I actually have a set of Copic markers um, that I enjoy uh, working with, as well as, um, oh goodness, I have uh, India ink. I just use a graphite pencil. If I'm, if I'm working in any sort of, uh, I've done a lot of different things. I've tried a lot of different mediums. I'm sort of a dabbler in a lot of uh, different areas. I like to say that art punctuates my life. Um, so that it's, it's all sorts of, you've got quotation marks, you've got periods, you've got colons, and they're all a little different, but they're all interspersed um, in the various areas of my life. That's a great phrase. Uh, I deeply appreciate the idea of art punctuating your life. And when I think about uh, myself and kind of my own creativity and things that I've enjoyed doing, I can actually really see that. Thank you for that. What a great phrase. So when you think about, I guess, taking that, then the idea of art punctuating your life, are there points at which uh, particular mediums or particular projects um, have been particularly important or particularly meaningful at different points in your life? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a little sillier, uh, I suppose. It's this, uh, it's this troll head that I sculpted it of, out of Sculpey and then painted with acrylic paints. And I used, uh, I used a nail polish lacquer on the eyeball to make it look really glistening. Um, it was a prop that I was uh, requested to make for a LARP that I was a part of. Um, and, uh, one of the most interesting things about this piece, um, you like, is the story behind it. It's, uh, one of my friends asked me to make a troll head for the game. Um, and so mm -hmm. I, I poured my soul into it because I knew I was going to be making this piece of art for someone else's experience in this game and that they would have an amazing time walking around with this prop. And I found out at the end of the project that, this this uh, head was for my character in the game, um, so it was uh, it was something my friend oh, had done. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> yeah, uh, they had um, they requested that I make this uh, so that, and it didn't tell me it was for me because they knew I would pour my heart more into it and that I would be surprised and overjoyed 
at the end of the project. And um, it was something that they did to help me overcome some of my own um, like hangups about uh, how I feel about my art and, and uh, sort of mentally how I approach art in general, because I know if I'm making something for someone else, Mm. it's a lot easier for me to be able to produce something than if I'm doing something for myself, um, which is something I've struggled Mm. with um, in the past. It's fun, interesting that you talk about your friend and how our friends and our relationship being these companions on our creative journey, I guess, or are are in these projects. Uh, something that I've talked about with uh, other writers is about how writing, I sometimes call writing my asshole best friend. Um, and what I mean by that is that mm-hmm. writing often is this gauge of how I'm feeling and how I'm doing in my life uh, and how from everything, like how am I taking care of myself to what is going on in my life? And in a way that I don't necessarily pick up or realize on a conscious level and then I'll notice something in my writing or I'll notice something about how I'm approaching the writing. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. If I'm so exhausted that I can't write, for example, what's going on that is making me so exhausted? Uh, and you know, and it's it doesn't necessarily give me the solution, but it, it's like that friend that tells you, you know, I think you're really not sleeping enough and maybe, you know, what's going on, Amelia, you know? I used to think, and part of me still thinks, that a measure of how good my art or any other creative project is, is how little I was helped by other people in creating it. The idea of the lone genius as the pinnacle of creativity is a really common story. But I'm coming to believe that we never make anything truly in isolation, there's just different kinds and degrees of help, whether that's having a skilled audio engineer record and mix your album, being inspired by a conversation or something you read, or having the emotional support from friends or family or co-workers that makes it easier to take creative risks. One of Zombie's ongoing creative projects is drawing beautiful designs on a friend's body, which can be washed off. Think Mehendi or temporary tattoos, and you get the idea. Zombie and I talked about how this project not only makes creating with someone else part of the process, but also part of the medium. Zombie's co-creator is literally the canvas and can't be untangled from the final product. In addition to pushing back against the idea of the lone creator, the Body Decoration Project also opened a way for Zombie to get a more positive perspective on their art by documenting it with their friend. I take pictures of it too, um, and we sort of uh, keep those on and sort of like our digital devices or um, mm-hmm. And it's something to look back on as time progresses. Mm. As it will come up. Um, it'll it'll be some sort of a notification of uh, like a Google Calendar reminder. Oh, this time a year ago, you had a scheduled you know meeting um, to create art at this time, and it, it's sort of you know it can remind you on a day you needed to remember that you mm. could create something beautiful, that you are capable of creating something beautiful. That's really really wonderful idea. I, I actually might borrow that, the idea of actually scheduling that in your Google Calendar to uh, remind yourself to look at art that you've done in the past, and especially art that is capturing a particular moment uh, and a moment in time, a moment in relationship. That's uh, It's something that I've talked to so many creative people uh, who do all kinds of different art. And 
for so many people, it's a common experience to think where it's, you'll go into points where you're like, I don't feel like I can create anything beautiful or all of my work is terrible. Or as someone put it like, you know, uh, you know, all of my writing is just spider puke. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you just get into that, that mindset and that, and that feeling for, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and it can be really hard to get out of. Um, mm-hmm. And what a great, way to do that it pops up and you know that uh it was it was this moment because you documented it you know right and you weren't there alone either that there was someone else there who bore witness to it um and that Mm. i think that sort of external um push is sometimes what we need to get out of our own heads and out of our own thinking absolutely Um, what are some ways that you have found that your creativity and how you navigate mental health. And I would think of, uh, and I define mental health very broadly of, of um, both, you know, feelings and thoughts uh, and uh, experiences uh, of dealing with um, those kinds of feelings and those kinds of, I guess, mindsets, or I, I sometimes think of them as kind of mind spirals right. is how I envision right. it sometimes. Um, I I wanted to pull on that term mind spirals. Uh, That actually is something that helps me sometimes is to name a feeling because it gives me an Mm. image of what it is. And sometimes Mm. that image can be beautiful. Um, But uh, practically what I do when I'm, when I'm in a creative mood and I know that I'm sort of, I can kind of sense that I'm a little bit uh, timid about it. I'll use a medium that is incredibly Mm -hmm. fast to use and is forgiving and that's watercolors. And what I, I, what I set myself down to is not to create a piece of art, but to practice creating art. Mm. Um, And so I'll take a larger piece of watercolor paper and I'll set myself out six boxes um, and I'll, I'll prep one and I'll just paint a sky scene and I'll use a reference image if I need one. Mm. Um, And I'll just tell myself I'm, I'm practicing this, for something in the future or just for now and getting colors like vibrant colors down, uh, painting something beautiful in that moment as a practice piece, rather than something that, you know, I'm trying to present to anyone is, um, you know, it allows me to kind of dwell on that beauty and to not have the pressure of, of creating something of making Mm. something of worth because a practice piece always has worth. There's a lot of advice on how to create and a lot of advice on how to deal with your own brain and soul, which in my opinion is really the same issue. If you've had trouble with both, you've probably spent a lot of time sorting through advice and figuring out what works for you and what doesn't. Because apparently the universe expects us all to write our own user manuals on top of everything else, which seems like a design flaw. I have a hard time admitting when advice isn't working for me. I always think that if I just work hard enough, then it will click. And sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't, and I have to move on. It doesn't mean it was bad advice, though. It just wasn't right for me in that moment in time. Something I'm always curious about is people feel has been some of the best advice that they've received about their art and mental health. And what has been some of the worst advice that they've received about their art and mental health? Well, um, I actually received 
some good advice and some bad advice from the same person. Um, I very briefly was a part of an art studio back in my teens. Um, and I, at the time I had a sketchbook that I would draw in and uh, I had a terrible habit of um, tearing out the piece of, you know, piece of paper sketch I didn't like balling it up or tearing it in half and throwing it away. Um, mm-hmm. What my teacher told me at the time was just turn the page, like flip it over, you know, just, just move on to the next one or, you know, go through, go through your, your sketchbook um, and draw on every side of the page or sorry, draw on one side of the page. And when you get to the back, flip it over and draw on the backs of pages of pieces of art that you didn't like, like reuse that space. You know, you don't have to destroy or erase that piece of art, just use the back. Um, and somehow like being life, um, you just got to take one step at a time, you know, approach every single thing that you create as something different and new and unique and individual. And that process of just experiencing it, of doing art, of, of rep- repetition um, has sort of just helped me realize I don't need to be perfect every single time. Just, just the act of creating is, is just like the act of, of speaking even. Do I have to approach every single conversation I have with beginning, a middle, and an end thought out before I have that conversation? Or am I just going in there? Am I talking to someone? I don't think anyone walks into a conversation with, with every step of it planned. And that that's, that's the best way to approach art, too, is to just go in there and do it, is to, to experience it, to let whatever medium you're using, you know, just, just work with it and see what happens. It's, I guess that's my, my approach in general. But that's all really interesting. And it really, it makes so much sense. The way that we approach art and the way that we think about our art is so much about how we're approaching our life and how we think about our life and that they complement each other and that yeah. they also, um, I don't know, whatever the opposite of compliment is. Um, sometimes I like give when something's negative Oppose. happening in my life, then something's negative happening. Oppose, that's the right yeah. word, oppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that there really isn't some, this hard line between the two of them. Um, you know. Like reframing um, art as, uh, as, as different things. I, like to reframe art as cooking. You have to cook for yourself mm-hmm. every day in order to eat, but you're not necessarily going to make a five-star meal every day, right? Exactly. Uh, one day you may work with a particular spice. You don't like it. You'll figure out a different flavor that you like for the next time, right? It's that sort of thing. Right. There's, uh, you know, people on Twitter will post uh, like little short videos of their process before they get to a final piece, and seeing them like draw, you know, a sketch skeleton, and then using their like cropping images and moving pieces around, and and just editing it, uh, it was was very eye opening to me, because I had a, I had assumed that you sat down for a piece of art, you drew the line, and the line was it had to be perfect, and that it had to be exactly what you wanted your end piece to be. But to see, mm. you know, all these other people like shifting things around and changing things up and, you know, they have a color and they didn't like the color. And so they switched the color palette um, was was pretty pheno- like a pretty phenomenal experience. Just kind of witnessing other people's art. Reframing is a is a huge, huge um, 
how I approach anything, any problem in my life, how I approach uh, negative feelings towards my art is to stop and reframe it. Is uh, oh, this you know to to bring back to you know actually reframing something. Maybe that frame and that mat just didn't work with that piece of art, and it didn't highlight the areas that are important. And you just have to stop and try something different, look at it a different way, get a different perspective. Well, as you mentioned that, well, we don't go into conversations with a beginning, middle, and end. This feels like a good place to end for me. It's just been such a great conversation with you, Zombie, that I'm, I'm so glad that we did this. Yeah, me too. Is there anything that you would like to recommend or uh, like to plug in terms of your own projects or other creative work that you're really enjoying right now? Um, actually, I I don't have anything personal to plug. I don't put a lot of uh, art out there, but I do have um, an individual I'm thinking of, uh, um, Vaughn Swanson or Autumn Orange, uh, is a musician who creates a lot of um, lo-fi Wor- uh, lo-fi music that I I I work to I I I actually study and uh, do my art to Autumn Orange's works. Um, you can find them on Bandcamp. Uh, I think they have a Twitter account. Even um, I don't know if we can post a link to that uh, in the description of this is podcast or something. But uh, definitely look up Autumn Orange on Bandcamp. That would be where I would go. Great. Thank you so much. And I always love hearing what people like to work to as well. So that's Mm -hmm. very helpful. I appreciate that. And I look forward to looking at their work and hearing their work. Yeah. Well, thanks again so much for joining us. Uh, And I appreciate, as I said, sharing your story and your experience. And, uh, you know, this was great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support us, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash labthreadpodcast. If you're not in a position to financially support us, you can help out by spreading the word and following us on social media. Stories, concerns, and manifestos can all be emailed to labthreadpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Remember to take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, from Chicago, Illinois... This is The Labyrinth and the Thread.